Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11 is where we are being away last week, you know, and and I, you know, miss you guys. You know, I miss you guys when I'm gone. But doesn't it take that sometimes to step back a little bit to miss people? You know, we're fickle creatures, and we have we have these sayings. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? And we also have this this other saying that says familiarity breeds contempt. And and you know, it's just so funny because you would it would seem that it should be the opposite, right? But oftentimes it is. Those things that, that we need as, as humans, I guess the human condition, to be able to step back a little bit and appreciate what we have. My wife and I got that, that experience about a year and a half ago. We, we actually took our first real vacation, just me and her, that, that wasn't a ministry trip tacked on or, <laughs> or a mission trip or something like that. It wasn't church-related. We actually just went to Mexico for our 25th anniversary, it's 25th anniversary, so you have to do something, right? So we go to Mexico, and we're there for 10 days. And you know what? We got there, and we did not miss the kids one bit. It was just like, you know, mile-long walks on the beach, and watching the sunrise, and watching the sunset. It just, it was a beautiful time. But getting in there about eight days... Nine days, we're really starting to miss the kids, right? And then by 10 days, we're heading home, and it was like, this is perfect. You know, we're, we're really missing them, and then we got there, we just really appreciate what we have in our kids, because they're wonderful kids. But it's just one of those things, and we, we'll see this in our text, sometimes it takes some distance to really appreciate what God has blessed us with. And so if you're able, will you stand with me? Luke chapter 15 is where we find ourselves. Luke records by the Holy Spirit. Then he said, Jesus said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land. And he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father." And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him 
and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have served you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, you devoured your livelihood with harlots. You killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And Father, we thank you for this passage as we look at your word. Lord, such a beautiful picture of your heart towards your children. And I pray, Lord, as we, as we get into this today, that you would open our hearts and minds to the things that you have for each of us. Lord, we're all in a different place, every one of us. We all struggle with different things. We all have different failures and successes. We all work hard or don't, whatever it might be, Lord. I pray that you would just bring your spirit to, to bring comfort to those who need comfort, to bring exhortation to those who need exhortation and even correction to those who need correction that our hearts would be moldable and malleable to what your Spirit is speaking to us and that we would just be able to hear what the Spirit is saying to us specifically, not as individuals only, but as a church as well. And Lord, that you would just be here present to change the course of our lives, Lord. That's what we need, Lord. That you would change the course of our lives, that they would be more in line with what you're doing on this earth, in this town, with this church at this time. Help us to be present, Lord. Help us to be focused, Lord. Help us to, to as we move into this new year, as we're, we're heading into a different year, and we have no idea, absolutely no idea what this year holds for us. But Lord, we do know that you hold us. And I pray, Lord, that you would just hold us through this year, set us on the course that you want us on, Lord, and help us to see what is important and what is not as we trust you, as we follow you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, it's been a while, and it's not just that it's been a while, but even in the passage, it is a while before Jesus starts to speak, and then we find ourselves in this parable, which is a very famous parable, and we all are very familiar with it. Of course, it's one of those things that we read and, and, and relate to and reference and think about a lot, you know, this picture of the father for his son who is lost, and of course, we call this parable this, the parable, parable of the prodigal son or the lost son. Some might even call this parable the parable of the heart of the father, but, but I want you to notice something with me in verse 1 of chapter 15. In, in verse 1, 
it tells us, then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him, Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. And so when we look at what prompted Jesus to tell these parables that he's telling, of course, the first one was the parable of the lost sheep, a man who has a sheep that's lost, he goes and finds it, he leaves the 99 and gets the one. You have the guy, the woman with the lost coin, she lost one of her dowry coins and she sweeps and, and gathers and looks and finally finds the coin and celebrates that the coin has been found. You know, and, and now he gets to this last parable, it's easy to forget the context and, and the, the problem in this parable, unlike what we like to emphasize, is not the prodigal at all. In, in fact, as we look at the, the elements of this, we see the, the same elements that, of course, he, he has sinners and tax collectors that are coming to him, the prodigals who are returning to him, but it's the Pharisees and the scribes and their attitudes, and in this parable we have a problem that's unsolved and it's not the it's not the prodigal son is it it's the older son and that's really what prompted jesus to even tell this parable and and it's kind of beautiful as we see it as we we bring it all together and but interestingly enough we see a very different a very different response to the 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 father in this parable than we did with the owner of the sheep the shepherd or, or the woman in, in what happens here, and we'll see that as we get into it. So verse 11 says, Then he said, a certain man had two sons. Now, this right away, we see that this man is doubly blessed. You know, I, I think in, in Eastern cultures, you already see, even today, that every, every person in, in the Eastern culture wants to have at least one son. And it's very important, not just because, you know, a man needs a son or something like that, but actually the son was the one who would stay, the firstborn son, stay and take care of his mother and father when they aged. He was the one who had the right of the firstborn. He was going to get a double portion. Your daughters, they married off to other families. And, and so every family wanted to have at least one son. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, and I think we, we kind of get the idea sometimes because we, we hear stories about the way people responded to daughters, but it doesn't mean that they didn't love their daughters. Of course they love their daughters. You can't have a son without a woman, right? And so you have to have women to have sons, you know? And so, of course, women are important in their culture, but to a father to have a son meant help on the farm, right? help in the business, help in the tent making, help in whatever it was that they did for a living. And then when you, if you had two sons, you had two hired hands. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.